Hello and welcome to Visit Bentonville's A New American Town podcast. I'm Stevie, your host, and today's episode is sponsored by Oz Gravel. Our guests are Bentonville gravel cyclists, Amy Ross and Heidi Nelson. Welcome. So as gravel cycling is becoming more and more popular in our area and really across the country, Oz Brands wanted to find a way to celebrate it just as we have for mountain biking with Oz Trails. Oz Gravel aims to be a resource to share information on gravel cycling events, group rides, road conditions, and new gravel connectors and hubs curated by Rural Recreational Roads. We want cyclists to feel proud to be a part of Oz Gravel and take advantage of the amazing gravel cycling in Bentonville and in the Northwest Arkansas region, whether they've been riding bikes for years or they're just starting out. Today, we'll talk about a specific gravel cycling program taking place in Bentonville and in nearby cities. Amy and Heidi, to start us off, could you please introduce yourselves? My name is Amy Ross. I am a resident here in Bentonville as of almost five years now and lifelong cyclist. Hey, everyone. My name is Heidi Nelson. Um, I am the GM at the Rafa Bentonville Clubhouse. My family and I moved here about three years ago in 2020. Um, Yeah, I've been riding my bike since 2016. So we moved here for the bike life and for the better schools and Bentonville has not disappointed. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, You both touched a little bit on your background in cycling. Could you elaborate on those a little bit for us? Sure, happy to. Um, My cycling journey began growing up in northern Michigan. I was uh, one of two girls out of 13 grandkids. The rest were all boys. So I spent a ton of my summers chasing the boys around, riding mountain bikes in particular, building our own trails. And later on in life, when I came back around to actual career opportunity, I found myself smack dab in the middle of the cycling industry and working for um, several different mountain bike brands in particular, living in Southern California at the time. And it's now been a little over 16 years since I started my career in the cycling space and have continued to grow that career and spend time now in Bentonville working with Lifetime on the Big Sugar Gravel Classic, and then a lot of efforts with Runway Group here locally on building out our cycling ecosystem. Wow, my my history with cycling is a little bit different, just a tad <laughs> different than Amy's. I didn't grow up with the bike. Um, I grew up with six brothers and three sisters, and we had maybe two bikes in our whole family. So um, when my husband bought me my first mountain bike in 2016, I was actually a little mad at him that he assumed that I would want to throw myself on a bike and trails. Um, but I fell in love with it right away, and I started riding more than him. So, <laughs> But um, I pretty much started gravel cycling when I got here to Bentonville and the rest is history um all all in with the cycling community yeah a little wild <laughs> so Heidi you said you started gravel cycling when you moved here about Correct. three years ago Amy did you touch on when you started gravel cycling in particular um nope forgot that part I guess that's where we should go with this conversation <laughs> um so I learned about gravel cycling from my husband who is also a um cycling industry professional and former racer and he was supporting event at the time it was called Dirty Kanza and for a lot of people that don't know about it Dirty Kanza is the world's um, premier gravel event it has been since renamed um, Unbound over the last few years Um, but that event was what 
I was in how I was introduced to gravel cycling. And he would go out and support it. And I would kind of follow along. And then we had a friend, two friends in 2015 that did that event. And I know this year a lot of people are talking about Unbound and like it being so muddy. 2015 was the year that it was muddy. And I both of our friends, um, our friend Yuri won that year. Um, it was pretty exciting. And then another girlfriend of mine had done it and she had done the uh the classic two hundred mile event and also finished it on a year where there was lots of attrition. And I remember her coming back and saying, I asked her, how was the event? And she's like, it was horrible. I loved it. I finished it. You should come with me next year. And I was like, great. I don't want to ride 200 miles. And she's like, that's fine because they have a hundred mile distance too. Um, so next thing you know, I signed myself up and I ended up getting a gravel bike and started training and I was still living in Colorado. So I would say 2016 was probably when I really entered the sport of gravel cycling. And it's just been, I don't want to say downhill since then, but the downhills <laughs> are the best part. So sure, it's, uh, it, it's just been, um, I'm, I'm most happy when I'm on the dirt. Amazing. So fast forward to today, June 2023. Heidi and Amy, you co-produce a program called FEM Gravel. That's F-E-M-M-E-S, Gravel, for those listening. What is that, and why was it started? Well, actually, it kind of started out by an accident. Um, it was my first winter here. I was in the winter blues. I needed something to get me out of that little hole I was in. And I thought back of something that brought me a lot of joy and made me feel so happy and really just this overall high. And it was doing a century. It was actually the Sweet Tooth Challenge was my first century the year before. And for those listening that who may not know what that is, that is a 100-mile ride. Correct. And so for the Sweet Tooth Challenge, it was the 50 miler and the 100. And so we did it weekends back to back, my husband and I, and it was just no training, nothing. Oh my gosh. Um, so we, well, we didn't do it like right after, we did it like a week apart. But regardless, just, that's I impressive. <laughs> it was a challenge. And we're like, okay, we could do this, right? We're physically active, we're fine. Um, it was miserable. But the feeling that I felt after was this overall accomplishment and joy of what I did, that I accomplished that. And so I posted in a local gravel chat group on GroupMe, and I was like, hey, ladies, does anybody want to do a century with me? Everyone's like, yeah, we'd love to, but I don't know what to do. I don't know. I'm not trained. I don't know how to go about it. And I was like, well, let's train together. So we set up a meeting point. I pulled up to the parking lot. And it was packed with cars. Wow. So many cars. I was absolutely blown away. Um, and it just like a light bulb went off in my head that this is what women want. They want to do this. It's not that the fact that they don't want to, is they don't know how to go about it. They don't have the support and they don't have the resources. Um, and then from there, it's just, yeah, organized the rides. I tapped into some friends. Amy, I remember having a meeting with you talking about how to do this. Um, I brought in a friend that I joined on her first century ride the month before as my route guru, uh, Wendy Scoggin. She's amazing. Um, talked to a couple of local bike shops and everybody was in. There was just so much community support. Um, yeah, third, three years now. Yeah, I remember that first ride. Um, and I would even say for for some of the women here who may have had done their, you know, first century previously, myself included, it was so refreshing to find a group of women that wanted to like 
consistently train together every weekend. And so it became just kind of like this like known thing that like, okay, on Saturday, we're going to go and do X amount of miles and and kind of train yourself up regardless of whether or not that first year I couldn't participate in the actual 100 mile event. But it was such a great networking opportunity and safe space to, mm-hmm. to ride. Yeah, allowing the women to ask all the questions, make mistakes out there, learn, um, support each other, encourage each other, be each other's cheerleader. It was, yeah, it, it's been a work in progress. It's kind of evolved over the past few years. So how did you find or realize that gap to fill here in Bentonville? Um, were there a lot of people reaching out to you saying, hey, you know, I want to train for a century. How do I do it? Were they approaching you? Were you kind of reaching out to other people? How did you, how did that click for you? And you decide, you know what, let's do this program here now. Um, there was really no plan behind it. Like I said, it was just, it was all very random. I show up, people wanted to ride. I needed community. They needed the community too. Um, after the first training ride, it became very aware that we needed structure. We needed pace groups. We needed a plan. We needed something we could post. We needed something that keeps women involved and encouraged and kind of engaged instead of just doing one ride and then dropping off mm-hmm. and be like, well, I hope you join the next one. Mm-hmm. So I started a Facebook page. Um, at the time we called it Arkansas Lady Spring Century. Obviously I did not plan because that was just the first thing that came to mind. And I was like, sure, let's go with it. We're riding gravel in the exactly. spring. Exactly. We're riding we're gravel women. in the spring. Um, I mean, and, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, okay, well, how much time do we need? That's not going to be too long because I think that anything over three or four months, people just lose engagement and get bored. So I was like, Mother's Day weekend. We'll do it the Saturday before Mother's Day. It's usually the weekend where women or moms have that weekend to themselves where their family and their friends support them and, you know, come out and encourage them. So why not? Let's do a long gravel ride and the next day we'll sit around and drink champagne and put our feet up. It sounded perfect. Sounds amazing. (laughs) So I knew that expecting women to show up every weekend and away from their lives and their family and all of that other stuff was going to be a big commitment. So I was like, let's make it a fun game. Let's make it a reward system. You show up, your name gets put into a raffle at the end of all the training. You know, the more rides you show up and participate, the more chances you are of winning stuff. And so all these local businesses and bike shops help chipped in with like stuff, you know, vouchers for classes, bike gear, um, bike tune-ups, you know, all of this fun stuff. And so it kind of made them um, more responsible too. Accountable. Accountable, yes, exactly. And I think that without that, it's so easy just to fall off. Like your resolutions just kind of fall away when you have no accountability. So, I think one of the things that is unique with Femme Gravel as well is um, not just the the training ride component of it. And Heidi, correct me if I'm wrong, in, in year two, you kind of really delved into doing these Q&A sessions, um, finding topics that were important and relevant, things like how to fix a flat, um, nutrition, day of, bike fits, um, et cetera, et cetera and found people within the community to lead those that have the resources or the expertise to pitch in and spend an hour 
giving a, a class or a seminar to this group of women about those different topics and helping them feel confident in getting out there and riding because the training rides would happen once a week with the idea that they need to continue to ride more through the week. Otherwise, like getting to that 100-mile mark is is pretty challenging. And so it gave a lot of women the opportunity to network with others, find their pace group to ride with, and then through those Q&As, feel confident about going out on some of those routes and and being comfortable tackling it, knowing that if they get a flat, they can fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's more. it was more than just preparing for a century. It was about being a good steward of the roads and being an independent cyclist and learning how to take care of you and support yourself and all these other aspects. It's not just, let's learn how to ride 100 miles. So, yeah. Sounds like it would have been uh, very character building. You learn a lot about yourself, definitely, along this. It was this adventure, yeah, for sure. And others, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. when When you are vulnerable and you see people in some of their maybe physically and or mentally weakest moments, you do learn a lot about others, but then I tend to find that that's when everybody rallies with you and mm-hmm. helps you get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. When you train with someone for so long, you definitely spend a lot of time together, but also you learn how they react in certain situations. And so when you finally do the century, you kind of know how to support each other. The Fem Gravel Century Training Program recently wrapped up uh, last month in May, as you said, on Mother's Day weekend, with a group of ladies completing a 100-mile gravel ride. What was that day like for everybody? Well, the day first started off with a lot of rain, some lightning and thunder. So we were all very nervous, not sure how that day was going to go. Um, not just about the weather, but what the time would do, the fact that we had to push out the start time and how that will look for the finishers as well. Um, we had 70 women that registered. Um, it's been our biggest group of women registering. Um, we had about 40 women that ended up showing up. I think our we- the weather really had a lot to do with that. Um, I think it went really well. It was a new route. We had a much newer group that showed up. Amy, do you? Yeah. Um, you know, throughout the training rides this year, we we broke down into two pace groups. So um, in order to join the training rides, we ask that you have to maintain at least a minimum of 10 miles an hour um, because of where we're going with this. It's it. We welcome newer riders, but... Um, really want you to commit to that time. And so um, over the course of the months leading into it, we quickly realized that first century day that we were probably going to need three different pace groups. And um, it panned out really well. Um, I think the the faster pace groups took them about eight and a half hours to complete, whereas the um, slower paced riders took about 12 and a half and um, upon returning to the start finish, um, Meteor Cafe was gracious enough to donate bottles of wine or champagne for everyone. Um, and we actually had so many bottles of champagne that Heidi and I started like spraying every group that came in and oh. celebrating. Well, the, the first two years, we did like a champagne toast. 
But, you know, after you do a century ride, you're already dehydrated. You know, the champagne doesn't go down as well. And so we're like, why not a champagne shower? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just have that finish line when you roll up after a hot, hard, hard ride to be doused in champagne. I mean, it's a dream. Yeah. And it, it, was a, it was a hard day. Like Heidi said, um, there was lots of weather that moved in that morning and for anyone that has visited northwest arkansas in the in the springtime oftentimes those storms can end up bringing in waves of of heat and humidity following it and it, it definitely did um but i would say that's one of those things that these women learned how to persevere even more through the day and that morning i remember one of the women approached me and said my friend who I've been doing this training with and has gone through the program, she's really nervous about being able to finish the day. Can you maybe give her a pep talk? And I was like, absolutely. Like, I'm, I feel, <laughs> Sure, I'm not going out there with you guys that day, but I will talk anyone else into staying with it. And, um, you know, I just kind of talked to her and, like, asked her what some of her, her um, trepidations were on the day. And she walked through it. And, you know, I just told her, I'm like, Take each mile for what it is. Um, there were aid stations out there. There were two official aid stations, and then Heidi did like a pop-up in the middle um, because the route that we chose was, or that Heidi had built this year, was pretty remote. Um, and at the end of the day, when the last group rolled in, I had tears in my eyes to see that this woman had completed the whole day. She did it. Yeah, like she was... She had like her husband on standby, other friends ready to come and pick her up no matter where she was on the course. And she kept going and finished it. And it's like by the time that she came in, the wave of emotion that she had, it was just really, really cool to see that group of riders work together. And I, I mean, we should also note that Allie that led um, that pace group she stepped up to the challenge to ride her first century and led a group of like seven or eight her women. Very first theirs. century. Wow. She trained with them, she led them, and then she led them on the century ride while she was doing her own century. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Way to go, Allie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Both Heidi and I are always like, oh, Allie. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so moving along, uh, Fem Gravel recently announced monthly group rides taking place June through December. Do these lead up to another century, or are they simply organized group rides that anyone can join? So these are organized group rides that anyone can join. Um, it's also a great opportunity for people who are thinking of joining us next year to kind of try it out how it feels. Like, what's the dynamic? How is it going to be riding in this group? Um, and kind of just like a prequel to see how they feel about it. Um, there's no fee. They don't need to register. Just show up, be prepared, follow us, and make sure you have all that information you need. Um, yeah, we just kind of want to keep the momentum going. All these women who have joined, they kind of are looking for something to join. And right now, there is really no regular big women's rides, gravel rides. Yeah, and I think the momentum that we've built in the the network of women um, feel really comfortable in the space that's been created. Um, and so the way that these group rides will be modeled is very much like our training rides. There will be two pace groups. We ask that, again, you be able to maintain at least 10 miles an hour on average to join us. Um, 
you know, we've also talked with um, our friend Marley Blonsky with um, All Bodies on Bikes, and she has a local chapter here. And anyone that is potentially interested in joining these gravel rides, but they're n- newer to the sport, we're kind of pointing them towards All Bodies on Bikes um, and WA to get their start and then welcome them to join us um, at any point thereafter as they, they feel a little bit more comfortable um, riding in, in larger groups and such. So. Yeah, it's it's a great space, and and yeah, I think there's definitely a need for it here locally. And on the Visit Bentonville podcast, we of course like to uh, give a special shout out to our visitors and tourists. Um, are people who are visiting town can they come and join in on the fun on your rides? Absolutely, they can follow us on um, Instagram. We'll be hosting all of our stuff on there. We also have a Strava Club now, Perfect. so we'll be sharing all that stuff as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. We usually release the dates are set and those are all listed on the Instagram page. Um, we'll build them out in the Strava Club as well. And then routes are typically chosen the week of averaging somewhere between 30 and 40 miles um, per route. And then again, two different pace groups to kind of allow everyone to find, you know, their spot. We ask that you bring all the essentials, enough water, supplies, flat repair kit, such navigation device if you have one. Um, but yeah, I mean, really they're open to anyone. Awesome. And here in Bentonville, we try to attract visitors across a variety of sectors, art, outdoor recreation, aviation, restaurants and hospitality, and cycling. Do you have any tips for people who visit to specifically ride gravel here? Don't underestimate your tire choice. Exactly. <laughs> Go out there prepared. Look at the route before you roll out. Pay attention to the weather and the direction. Don't estimate, as Amy said, your tires. Yes. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that um, I love about this area is that a lot of people kind of have that like, oh, it's Arkansas. It can't be that like challenging. And then they get here and they're like, oh, whoa. Um, we definitely have some some of the most challenging terrain as far as gravel goes, I would say, in, in specifically the, the middle part of America. Um, so it's, it's not something to be underestimated. And there's areas where you can get out pretty far and you're on your own for resources. So making sure you have enough water and fuel is also extremely important. And Amy, on that note of checking out the routes and making sure you're prepared, um, if you're listening and you're thinking about coming to Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas to ride gravel, make sure you take advantage and uh, check out the curated routes on Rural Recreational Roads website. That's ArkansasR3.com. And continuing to move along here, Heidi and Amy, uh, do you have any advice for those just getting into gravel cycling as we start to wrap up? The advice that I would give would be ask questions. Reach out to groups like Fem Gravel who have the resources and the knowledge and can give some guidance. There's no silly questions. Um, that's how you learn. So I would I would agree. And if you're interested in trying it out and if you have a mountain bike, you don't have a gravel bike, like use that tool um, to try it out wouldn't recommend a road bike around here for that type of riding. Um, but yeah, ask questions, reach out, um, especially to 
the women in the the Femme Gravel group are so supportive and they're so helpful. We also have some information on our website, ozgravelnwa.com. We launched our website and uh, blog as well. So be sure to be on the lookout for some more information there. Where can we find Fem Gravel online? You have social media, you have Strava Club, do you have a website, things like that? We're working on the website. Awesome. Um, we do have an Instagram. We do have our Strava Club. So those are our two resources right now. Perfect. For reaching out. Awesome. Um, is there anything else that you ladies would like to add today? I feel like this has been a really good conversation about gravel cycling in general and as well as your programming. Did we miss anything you want to touch on? I would just give a shout out to all of our volunteers that helped this year um, make the training rides and the Q&A sessions and the Century Day a success. Without them, we, we wouldn't be able to do what we, Absolutely. we've done. So, and, and I would just add to that additionally that, you know, um, Bem Gravel is a, is a resource for anyone here, any women here locally or visiting our community we are your your women's gravel resource yeah it's all for volunteers that make us what we are here so without them this would not have started at all so kudos this we have an amazing community here and thank you both for you know stepping up and taking on these roles of kind of leading this uh movement in our community thank you happy to yeah well, thank you so much, Amy and Heidi, for joining us on this episode of Visit Bentonville's A New American Town podcast. And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. Be sure to follow Oz Gravel, Fem Gravel, and Visit Bentonville on social media. If you haven't already, join our Oz Gravel Strava Club as well. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you out on your ride. <laughs>